pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first, it's over! 27 years of waiting have pumped on in. The Giants have won the pennant. All right, Brad, we're back on Thompson to Clark. Hopefully, in the near future, I have some stuff going on where we may get a new intro video. We've seen nice. bits and pieces of it, but uh, I, I want the finished product to look a little bit different, but we may have a new video intro for you watching on the video feed. All right, Brad. I, I've seen bits and pieces too, and I could tell you it's sexy AF. That's what the kids <laughs> say, right? Sexy AF. It is. It's very sexy. Uh, so, Last time we talked, the Giants were in the midst of uh, actually in the beginning of a series against the Dodgers. Uh, They took it right like it was like pie in the face. They did not play well in that series. That was kind. You used used really kind words. Very kind. (laughs) Um, And it left us as fans and the collective fan base just going like, WTF, we didn't make a big move at the deadline either to build the roster or to break it down for podcasts. It feels like we were a little bit in no man's land. And then they got to play the A's in a a two-game series. Does beating the A's change your mentality about how you feel about this team? I mean... Not a whole lot, but uh, you look at the opposite, and if the opposite would have happened and the Giants would have got swept by the A's in two, uh, we'd be sitting here ready to call it a season. But, you know, luckily at this point, we're not ready to call it a season because of that two-game sweep. They looked alive, um, except for my tweet to you at one point and said, uh, I think I said this effing bullpen on uh, <laughs> yesterday when they had a 6-1 lead and all of a sudden it's 6-4 and we were just like, come on, man. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, obviously a touch rosier, uh, six and a half games back of the third wild card spot. And that team that they're six and a half games back of, the San Diego Padres, they have three games with them uh, coming up starting tonight. So you know, it's uh, I'm not going to ca- I'm not going to count them out yet just because they're, they're still life. And then and then not to look too far ahead, but they've got, let's see, three, uh, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 games after the Padres against the Pirates, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies and the Tigers. Pirates. So that's kind of. Yeah. Pirates, 44 and 64. Arizona 48 and 59, Colorado 48 and 63, and the Tigers are the second worst team in baseball tied with the Cubs. Actually no, the the, the Tigers have more losses. At 43 and 67, no, uh, third, third, they're the third cuz Washington, oh my god, Washington. <laughs> Washington is definitely losing a hundred games. Like yeah. that oh, is yeah. that, and, and probably a, a lot more. And obviously we they haven't done that yet. They haven't lost a hundred yet. I know. Gosh, 36 <laughs> wins, 36 and 74. Jeez. Golly. Um, 
And uh, yeah, and then the the Oakland A's forty one and sixty eight, who we just beat two games. Uh, so so the, the yeah, it's really the bottom barrel teams here, and you know those wins count the same as when you beat the good teams. But I guess my worry about what you just said is after they play all those teams, then you get the Twins, then you get the Padres. Yes. Then you get the Phillies, then you get the Dodgers, then you get the Brewers. All of those teams are in a wild card or in a divisional race. So, you know, if if they do have a chance, they need to go like undefeated or or close to it against those those uh, low, lower rung teams to have a chance. Now, yeah. So, I guess the next question is the news uh, of of the weekend was about guys getting healthy. Brandon Crawford comes back. Tyro Estrada comes back. Jacques Peterson comes back. Uh, and then today they announced Evan Longoria comes back. So all those guys are playing. Now Longoria is seemingly always hurt. So I don't, you know, it's not like you can necessarily depend on him. Jock and uh, Estrada, those are kind of flukier kind of situations. So I'm not too worried about them. Crawford will see bulky knee, you know, mid thirties that never bodes well. Uh, If they are going to make a run, this would be it. They can't make any excuses, right? There's no excuses of, well, this person is hurt. Joey Bart is playing well. We'll talk about Joey Bart in a little bit. But if they're going to make a run, it has to be now. And if it doesn't happen now, then we're thinking about, okay, when are these, when is Ramos coming up? He just needs to play, you know, who else? Bryce Johnson, give him a shot. You know, it's, it's that kind of thing. I, I do hope that the team after, you know, I hope they play competitive with the Padres and then right. they go on a run with, with those bad teams because I think that will save the season a little bit, even even though it, it'll feel it'll still feel a little fraudulent. But if they don't do work against these teams with all of these other teams playing for playoff positioning, they're going to empty it out against the Giants. And that is not going to be great. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm looking at those 12 games, Pittsburgh, Arizona, Colorado, Detroit, those series equal 12 games. This Giants team no matter what they do against the Padres. I mean, taking two out of three against the Padres would be fantastic. Um, kind of lets you know they're back in it. They're, they're here to keep fighting. If they lose two out of three or get swept, it is going to be an uphill battle. Because, uh, again, San Diego uh, makes all those great trades at the trade deadline. Uh, then they go in. And they also get little brothered by the Dodgers. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, exactly you know, it happens. happens to us, happens to the Padres, <laughs> you know, after all those trades, especially. They, um, they, they should really be ashamed of themselves. Like They should. And, and, and are you worried? I'm a little worried they're going to take it out on us. <laughs> so, so I think the Giants have to go in there saying, yay, you know what? We also got little brothered by the Dodgers. But we're going to take that out on you now because you're our rival and we know we can go to San Diego. We can beat you guys. I'm kind of curious what the crowd's going to look like because uh, all the reports that we've heard is that, uh, you know, the Padre fans are coming out in droves right now. Um, It's fantastic. The atmosphere is awesome. But San Diego has always been a, you know, Giants fans travel destination, a great place for Giants fans to come out and show with. Uh, you know, show their fandom. So, so yeah, taking two out of three in San Diego and then against those other teams, you got to go 10 and two. You got to go at least 10 and two. If you go less than that, if you go nine and three and eight and four, seven and five, then you're starting to just kind of look like those teams. Yeah. Um, maybe a step better than those teams, but not a playoff team. So in order to show you're a playoff team, two out of three against Padres, 10 and two against those other teams. You come out of that. Let me do some quick math. Uh, 12 and three in all of those games before you got Minnesota and then San Diego again at home. Uh, then I think the giants could be technically almost right back in it. And, uh, and then we'll build some excitement. You know, the, the diagnosis for this team, uh, I think uh, Baggerly and Grant Brisby have done a fantastic job. Just basically saying, here's the problem. The problem is not starting pitching. The starting pitching as like one of the best, like if, if you just group the starting pitching and say, 
this starting staff means X wins. They're, they're really good. Yeah. The bullpen has not been as great as last year and it, last year was a strength. So that, 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 that's a little bit of a hit, but really it is mostly the defense and I guess what we'd call clutch hitting. I don't, you know, there, there are ways to explain that in, in, in a, in a more scientific way these days, but mm-hmm. really it is being unable to field the baseball or go get a baseball when they need to stop a run when they need to stop a bloop from falling or a ball hitting the gap from getting to the wall. They can't do it. And you know, that Brandon belts bulky knee at first base is giving him uh, a lack of mobility. Like we've never seen before because he's always been a really good underrated defender. And so, yeah, like there's, I, I don't know how you solve those problems because they didn't do it at the deadline. They said, nope, we're going to stay pat. We're just going to believe that, well, the defense is still not going to be great. We're going to be de- able to do all these other things that we've been wanting to do with this lineup now that we're healthy. I just think it's a mistake to think that the injuries aren't still going to be happening. But who knows? We'll have to wait and see. I still think they're a fraudulent team. But at the same time, I'm all in if they play competitive baseball going into September because if they can – then we're going to have a good podcast. I'll be happier as a fan. And, you know, it won't last season won't feel like this, you know, I, I don't, I don't even know what you call last season at this point. It was such a feel good season, but you kind of wonder when you look at the team now, you're like, Hmm, maybe we, maybe we got way more breaks than we realized last year. <laughs> well, and and that's, you know, unfortunately what I keep saying is, you know, the baseball gods right now are kind of evening things out. I think we got handed a, a, a plentiful basket last year. Yes. Um, but, but you know, when you, you you touched on it, and we've talked about it, I, I don't know, the entire season. I'm looking at the numbers right now. The Giants starting pitching leads the world. They lead the entire Major League Baseball in field independent pitching which is the fifth stat they're number one it's the it's the radone radone is probably the best starting pitcher when it comes to fip in the league because yeah he either strikes you out or you know then 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 when they hit the ball something happens right but he has such a high number of strikeouts that his his fip's going to be uh, uh, much lower because the things that he can control, the walks, the strikeouts, the home runs, those are at a minimum. Whereas right. everything else, the batted ball, then you're like, oh, like, you know, this is a mystery. Let's see what happens here. But yeah, um, they're at, no, at 3.15. Right. They're at 3.15 for their FIP. Dodgers are in second at 3.44. So that's a 0. 0.30 difference, 0. 0.29 difference. That's that's huge. When you look at the war for starting pitching, Houston's number one at 12.1, and the Giants are number two at 11.6, tied with uh, Philadelphia. And so, I mean, that, that just kind of tells you right there. It, it's frustrating. It almost feels like it's a waste. Are we wasting this fantastic starting pitching performance by not putting a good fielding team out there? Uh, injuries, they played a huge part in it, but uh, I think building the team – and not having that, I mean, that's what the Giants prided themselves on last year, right? Yeah. Forty man, uh, or t- forty man from from one to forty, were strong enough that if one guy went down, you could plug in another guy. The the, the guy who went down wasn't an all star, all world beater, and then the guy who filled in for him was just about the same. So you're okay. But I think there's just a, a massive defensive drop off from your starter to your backup. Um, I don't have those numbers. Those are always hard to find, right? Defensive um, uh, runs prevented and all that good stuff. Trying to find the right place for that. Uh, you know the the other thing know. that they've that, that that has been they've covered really well in their podcast. I'm talking about Bags and Brisby is mm-hmm. the you know we've been talking about this three true outcome baseball. You know, mm-hmm. strikeout, walk, jack. You know, th- those like th- those are kind of what happens. And this year, because of what everyone believes is a slightly deadened baseball, um, more balls are in play than there were last year. So if the Giants were looking at metrics last year going like, okay, the ball's going to sort of play similarly, 
we're going to roll out this team that that is probably affecting them more than more than uh, uh, most teams. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe Philadelphia because they were rolling out a pretty bad outfield there. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I bet, but again, they're tied with us. They're starting pitching with yeah, FIP. Exactly. But but look at them. They're fighting for that spot as well, just because you you give a good defense to Philadelphia, you give a good defense to the Giants, and those are two teams that are probably holding that uh, that one and two or three wild card spot right now, uh, pushing the San Diego Padres out of it and. I don't know. It's it's frustrating to watch sometimes, but I felt like this weekend the defense was there. Uh, a couple nights ago, Bryce Johnson, they brought him up, uh, makes an awesome play in the outfield, and you go, oh, this is what – I want to see this. I want to <laughs> see three Bryce Johnsons in the outfield. <laughs> and, and we did. We had Slater. We had Johnson. We had Yaz in the outfield for one night. And, yeah. uh, you know, as, an, as a former outfielder myself, that was like a dream, man. Yeah. Go, yeah, I want to I see this. So. Uh, one quick thing, just because you follow this team pretty closely, um, the the Milwaukee Brewers. I was kind of checking out the the St. Louis Cardinals have vaulted past them in the NL Central. Yeah, and the Brewers are two games behind the Cardinals, but they also sit uh, a game a game or so behind. No, there's they're two games behind uh, Philadelphia for that third wild card, and we uh, you also know that they traded their closer <laughs> at yeah, the deadline. Yeah. <laughs> what did what did you make out of that when it happened? I, for some reason, I, I just in my mind, I was like, okay, they must be further ahead of St. Louis than I realized because to to trade your closer for I don't even know what the, the, the bounty was that they got, but St. Louis is in the midst of a seven game winning streak. And I don't know, like that it's only been a week. And now that whole scenario looks like it's really off to, to me. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't imagine that the reason why, you know, St. Louis passed them is because, you know, they're having bullpen problems, but still like right. that kind of sends a different message to the fan base when you are fighting for a wild card and now you're outside of that wild card. So the fan base can just say, see what you guys did. You know, this is, <laughs> you know, it just gives them an excuse to, to point fingers. But what did you think about that deal? Well, you know, again, it was one of those ones that just kind of reminds you Milwaukee is that market that is not top, you know, it's not a top market. It's not a, a big market. That's always going to spend money. So look at the numbers, hater, uh, his base salary this year is 11 million. He's up for arbitration year number four next year. And then he'll be a free agent the year after that. He'll be 30. Well, you know, hard throwing pitchers nowadays, closers are about a, you know, four or five year stretch type of pitcher. And then you'll get somebody else. Uh, so I think they probably felt at this point, 11 million. He's probably going to be, I don't know, 16, 17 million next year, 15 million maybe. Um, so let's go ahead and trade him now. We can get uh, uh, who'd they get? Tyler Rogers' brother, Trevor Rogers, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so Trevor Rogers is, is in the bullpen, but not the closer because they've got Devin Williams with that nasty changeup, who, by the way, I tried to get from you yesterday <laughs> in, uh, in fantasy baseball. <laughs> we, we negotiated. We didn't come up with a deal, but we may be back at it soon. Yeah. Um, so, so they've got Devin Williams, who can close ball games as well. So now they've got a couple of closers that they can go with in the bullpen. Um, I, it's just Milwaukee being, being Milwaukee. I just want to ask teams, when you're trying to unload talent because you don't want to pay them, please keep them out of the National League West. Please, <laughs> please, unless they go to the Giants, please send them somewhere else. I mean, try the American League for once. I mean, Juan Soto comes to us. I know. In uh, the National League West, Hader comes to the National League West. Last year, Scherzer and Trey Turner. If you're trying to dump salaries, look somewhere else, please. American yeah. League. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it was a, Hey, we give up type of thing because they're in the playoff hunt. I think it's just Milwaukee being cheap. Um, and, and trying to say, well, you know what? I bet we can find closer situations, uh, mix and match down the line. Other teams do it. Other teams have done. I mean, look at the Dodgers right now. They're really doing it. Craig Kimbrell, 
Craig Kimbrell is kind of a mess. Yeah. So they're just kind of, I mean, they have the best record in, in baseball, right? So by they're just, far. they're, they're yeah, five by far. wins ahead of the Astros and the Yankees at this point. Well, and you look at their run differential. What is it? 200 and plus 220 something. 26. Yep. Yeah. 226. So how often do you think the Dodgers actually need a closer? It's probably yeah. not that often. I, I mean, um, it'll come up but, in the playoffs, but. You know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's going to be those close games. So I think the Padre or the uh, Brewers probably thought at this point, let's do it now. Let's do it at the trade deadline. Let's get something in return. They also got a couple of prospects, uh, and they said, let you know, let's do this so we don't have to pay Hater next year. Uh, he was probably going to. They're probably going to trade him next year. Anyways, that's what. That's too. what I'm thinking. Like, so, why don't you just wait until next year? Uh, probably because they didn't want to get to that 15 or 16 million dollar mark and then yes. have to try to pay, trade a 15 or 16 million dollar closer at the trade deadline next year when the Padres and they probably got some some pro- prospects from the Padres that they really really liked uh and again they're getting Rodgers in return who was a fantastic closer for the Twins at the beginning of the season uh then got traded to the Padres uh where he started to kind of fall off a little bit um, and now they're hoping they can rekindle him uh, a little bit in Milwaukee. So, you know, it, it was an interesting move, but I understand it. Um, I think the business, I think it's it's hard for us to, to, to really grasp because it seems like the business end of things of baseball has kind of crept in a little bit more than, than we're used to. Mm-hmm. And then you see something like that and you go, wow, that's a, that's definitely a business end of baseball deal. Um, a lot of fans aren't wild about it. Um, I'm not, I'm not necessarily wild about it, but I get it. Um, but it's definitely weird. It, it's absolutely weird because can you imagine that happening in 1997? I mean, you don't see something like that. Uh, contending team doesn't have a great closer and then says, well, we'll trade him for another closer and let's see what happens. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's I think it's that extra wild card spot, that extra playoff spot that you look at and you go, well, we can still sneak in and then we'll see what happens once we get in. Because look at their starting rotation. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're starting rotation one through four. Uh, probably better than anybody in the majors um, other than, you know, Houston uh, and some would say the giants. But uh, if you look at their starting rotation, they can really dominate in late into the games. And if they can offensively get a lead they're they're pretty good in the playoffs. They're going to be a tough team in the playoffs. Pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. All right, we're going to get to what we are drinking in a second and then our player of the week, making a comeback with the player of the week. Mm-hmm. As you see as you see my background here a little bit, uh, Thursday is the Field of Dreams game. And I kind of was like thinking like, if the Giants were in that game, is that a I mean, it's obviously a national game. Fox doesn't do many uh, many primetime games outside of the playoffs. So that you'll get that sort of treatment. But is that something that you would like to see the Giants in at some point? Is this Or, or does it kind of feel a little too gimmicky? No, I would love to see the Giants in it. I think that would be really cool. Um, I think any kind of baseball special game... Um, with 162 games, uh, anytime you could spice it up 
is kind of fun. Uh, I, I've been all for that. Whenever we, whenever I play uh, MLB the show or out of the park baseball, I always like to, you know, I'll do a throwback game mm-hmm. in the, uh, the Giants will play in the polo grounds for a three-game <laughs> series against the Dodgers and have them wear their throwback uniforms <laughs> to spice it up and change things up. It, it's fun. I think in baseball, I think that's really fun. Uh, I definitely look forward to it. Um, last year, it was in 4K, and that's always a fun thing. Anytime you get a game in 4K yeah. uh, in baseball, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. But I, I would love to see the Giants. I mean, Giants and Dodgers in that. Um, it seems though so far they're doing like a lot of Midwest teams. Yeah. Like this year it's the Reds and Cubs, right? Yeah. They busted out their uh, uniforms today. Yeah. Last year it was the White Sox and the Yankees. Yankees. And of course you're going to get, because of Iowa, you're going to get the, the, the Cubs in there and you're going to get the, um, uh, uh, you're going to get the Reds in there. You're going to get the White Sox in there. So you can get a little bit of that local draw. Now you yeah. throw the Giants and Dodgers in there you're going to get fans that are going to go, but you're not going to get too many fans of those teams. I think you're more likely to get baseball fans, but mm-hmm. throwing uh, localized teams in there, I think you, you definitely get uh, a, a more of that fan base there, but I love it. I, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. All right. Let's talk about what we are drinking here. Um, I, I'll, I'll go first. I have a uh, a highball, but it is a Jimmy Beam pre-made cocktail bourbon and seltzer highball, and I poured nice. it into into my highball glass here. And I wanted to drink a, a good amount of it because what I also have here is oh, sorry is a is a Coke Zero, and I nice. wanted to pour a little bit of the Coke Zero in there as well. Splash so you get a little, it up. Yeah, you get a little bit of a. And of course, I spilled a little bit on my desk. <laughs> a little bit of, uh, you know, there you go. Di- Diet Coke and Jimmy Beam here. Nice. What? You, how, how's that one taste? With the seltzer in there. Yeah, yeah oh, it's really, nice. really good. Adds the sweetness. Yes. Uh, well, I started the day with a with a a cherry bubbly. <laughs> Nobody cares about that. And then I got some water, but I. Um, I I struggled today trying to figure out what to drink. I thought, well, do I need some? And and you know, we're former ball players, so we're very superstitious about things still. <laughs> so I was like, do I go with a big beer, like a big alcohol beer, because the Giants need to put on their big boy pants, yeah. and I need to send them a message. And I don't know. I don't feel like having a beer because I'm kind of, <laughs> yeah. I had I had some wheat thins today, so I already had my carbs. No, oh, there you um, go. Yeah, so I went with the Wild Turkey Long Branch. Ooh. And it, you could say that's pretty big, too, I guess. Um, this is a good one. I, I, You know, you and I are fans of, of Wild Turkey, so we, we enjoy the Wild Turkey. Uh, I like the variations of the Wild Turkey, the Rye, the 101, all those different ones. Um, you there know, you go. Kentucky Bourbon Trail Glass, and uh, sipping on that bad boy with two ice cubes. As you can see, we've got darkness in the background and we're supposed to have thunderstorms so if all of a sudden i cut out Uh oh in the next like 15 to 20 if you see those trees start moving (laughs) wildly that means we're about to start thunder lightning they are moving a little bit i could see them moving a little bit there's they're kicking up earlier we had a, a monsoon come through for about five minutes and then it was gone so yeah all right let's talk about our player of the week here so we, we brought back the player of the week. We'd been on vacation, and that, that's always hard to do. But but now we're back to regular shows. We did last Tuesday. So I went ahead and, and I picked uh, stats from Monday to Monday because we usually put out the show on Monday, do the show on Monday. Uh, and that's usually when we do our player of the week. So I put three players up there coming in third place. Carlos Rodon got 6.3% of the vote. And let me just tell you, it wasn't a fantastic wild crazy awesome week for stats <laughs> you know the, as you know the giants got swept in four by the dodgers and then had friday night off a rare friday night off yeah that was weird saturday yeah that was very strange so they, we're only looking at six games here and four of them were horrendous so <laughs> carlos rodon came in third 6.3 percent of the vote um uh, he had one game pitch this week five and a third innings uh he went one and oh got the win three strikeouts no walks. Um, and I think he gave up, I forgot to put it down there, but I think he gave up one run. Uh, 
So uh, he, he, he wasn't third. his dominant self when it came no. to strikeouts, but he kind of gutted it through there and 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 kept it kept the Giants uh, their lead safe when he was pitching. And usually, what I like to do is I'll pick three players. I usually like like to go either two pitchers and a hitter, or two hitters and a pitcher, depending on what the theme of the week was. How well did we do in one? We didn't do great in either category, pitching or hitting. Um, uh, so I had to pick a pitcher because hitting was pretty thin, and that was the best of the bunch for the week. So, <laughs> so he he came in third. J.D. Davis, the newcomer, got him at the trade deadline from the Mets. He came Swings in second. Hard. Swings very hard out of um, all four butt cheeks, right? Yes. All, all four of them. 18.8% uh, of the vote, 286 average, 421 Woba, two home runs, three ribs. Uh, and then coming in first, our f first time getting this Player of the Week award is Joey Bart. And, and we love to see it because we haven't seen him, you know, really turn it on. The first, there he is. Look at that guy. Uh, the first, first, he's got catcher face. The first <laughs> couple of seasons, we haven't really seen him play anywhere near a player of the week status. Yes. And this week he got 75% of the vote, 400 average, 472 Woba. And this is in 20 at bats, two home runs, three ribs, and only a 15% K rate. What did yes. I say? He had three strikeouts and 20 plate appearances. Um, so congratulations to Joey Bart officially off the schneid. He's hitting like 215 now. Yeah. Somewhere around there and uh kind of turning his season around. We love to see it. And I just said last week, we were just talking about last week. I said, I love to see these guys, these young guys, don't just everybody wanted to trade him at the trade deadline or cut him and, and cut ties and be done with him. And I said, Well, what, what about Matt Williams? You know, back yeah. when he first came up, it, it, he was he was bad. He was rough. And uh but he had some good defense, so we kind of stuck with him. Um, you got to let him develop, and this is a this is a time right now. The Giants aren't world beaters at the moment, and they're also not uh, you know a hundred lost team. So I think you kind of let him play the season out and command the pitching staff. Because again, how many times you you can ch you can change catchers so many times in a season? And I think at some point the pitching staff is going to go. We're just trying to get used to a catcher calling a game here. So, you know, and Joey Bart, I think is doing a great job with, with the pitching staff. So did you see to him? Did you see him trying to catch Camilo Duvall's all of a sudden exploding hundred mile an hour sinker? I did. Where yes. did he get that pitch? Jesus. Uh, it just came on within the last couple of weeks, something he's been working on. And uh, everybody said he needed something that can dip and dive into a right-hander and he's got it now. Um, but, you know, it, again, the Giants haven't had many save situations lately. Uh, he still walked the tightrope. What was it yesterday? Um, walked the first hitter, yeah. seeing eye base hit. He, he did get out of it, though. Yeah, yeah. And again, with that, with that pitch, like I said a couple of weeks ago, come at him. Just start coming at him. Throw first pitch strikes. If they jump on it, they jump on it. Um, you're in a safe situation. The last thing you want to do is walk the first batter you face. Um, but I still think I still, I'd love to see Camilo Duvall get our player of the week award. So maybe this is the week three. Let's see. We got three. We got six games this week, three in San Diego, three at home against Pittsburgh. If we have some close games, maybe we see Duvall get a three save week. I mean, that would be fantastic. Um, but yeah, that, that, Dipping sinker, man. That is nasty. Can you even, even imagine? I mean, he throws 102, 103. Can't hit that to begin with. And then all of a sudden, he drops that thing on you. Jeez. I would not want to be a right-handed hitter and see that pitch. No way, because you're going to foul it off your shin and uh, limp limp your way to back to the dugout after swinging at the next two. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk a little bit about what is upcoming. We've, we've walked you through the schedule here. Uh, for on a team with really good recent history is, is, is what the Giants are. You know, they have not won a World Series in now eight years, which lots of teams cannot say that. For, for us, right. it feels like it was forever ago. Um, but at the same time, 
because of their recent experience, you have like these really cool ways to bring people back. And so I started looking at, uh, at, at some of this because this weekend, I believe it's on Saturday, they're having the 2012 reunion. So I don't, I'm not exactly sure who's going to be back. I think I saw Affelt was coming back for sure. There was kind of a hope that Lincecum comes back. I think that's, a, you know, everybody's waiting for that. Uh, it'd yeah, be oh fun yeah. to, it'd be fun to see Zito again. You know, uh, I think he, he's, he would come back as a fan favorite, obviously. Uh, oh, he was a massive part of 2012. So yeah. I, I sure hope so. Um, I think Romo, they said Romo is playing somewhere. Is he playing in Mexico? He had recently got cut and maybe was trying to pick up uh, on one of the Mexican league teams. So it'll, it'll just be fun to see, you know, Kaner and uh, we'll, we'll see. I don't know if Buster's coming back because he was just here for yeah. Will Clark Day. But yeah, that, that's, that kind of stuff is fun. Um, they're also going to do a Hunter Pence. He's going on the Wall of Fame in September. So, you know, when you're having a season maybe that's not great, it's kind of fun to celebrate your past. Uh, but are you looking forward to stuff like that? I mean, we just did it with Will. So I, the nostalgia is, is there. And, and I'm, I love it. But does it feel a little bit like we have to do it because the team is not producing right now? Like, is there, is there any of that when you, when you think about it? I don't, I don't think so. I think a world series is too special to, to, to ever pass up celebrating, yeah. uh, especially a 10 year. Um, so, you know, in, Hey, in two years, we're going to do it again. So yeah. that's awesome. So, so, you know, every 10 years, there's going to be this two year cycle where we get to do it back to back to back, um, every two years. So that, yeah. that, that's fantastic. Uh, the Will Clark thing way overdue. Uh, you know, I think my father-in-law said, when do they start running out of numbers? How many numbers can you... I said, well, you know, there's, there's 99 numbers. So I yeah. think you can, you know, or a hundred, if you count double zero. And you, know, you could do, a, you could, you could do a zero as well. And a double zero. Yeah. So. You could do a zero and a double zero. So you could have 101 numbers. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So you're fine when it comes to retiring numbers. The only one, and I love them. The only one I thought was a little odd this soon was buster posey day i i, I mean i get hey we love him yeah he was such a big part of this franchise he just retired and then they brought him back yeah and what was that may yeah i think it was for buster posey day um i think they probably could have waited a couple years like two years retired the number done the whole thing uh, you know, obviously you don't want to wait until, uh, the hall of fame induction. Cause that's five years from now, yeah. but I think maybe next year, retire the number, do all that. I just thought, you know, uh, uh, two months into the season after he retired, I thought, I, I thought it was a bit early, um, yell at me, throw things at me, whatever, the, <laughs> whatever the listeners want to do. That's fine. But I just, I just thought that was a, a little, little too soon. But everything else I, I enjoy. I think the Hunter Pence thing, so awesome because you can, you can't really retire Hunter Pence's number. Um, you know, he was only with the Giants for four or five years. Um, so that's a little bit of well, six years, maybe. So that's a little bit of a tough one. Uh, Buster Posey, absolutely, you're going to retire that number. Now, um, so, so, so the next closest thing you could do is the wall of fame, which is awesome. Come up with the wall of fame. So you could put all the special players in there that you're not going to retire their numbers. But question for you, are they yeah. going to retire 55? Are they going to retire 40 after they do 28? I think they should because it's not like, so I think the hard numbers uh, actually, you know, I wonder what the harder numbers are under 30 or over 30 as far as like what makes up your roster, because like your your father-in-law said, at some point, you know, when you take away 10 or 15 or 20 numbers and you're really shrinking it down. But yeah. those are, you know, to this franchise, those numbers mean everything. 
Yeah, like there, there's a sure. twi- there's a Twitter account out there called Fifty Five Saves Lives. <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's so much Tim Linscombe love. Yeah, uh, but you know, you know what would would stop them from doing that is him just going like, "Eh, I'm not that interested." Yeah, right? I'm not like, gonna, I'm not gonna come. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> I guarantee you, when they told Will Clark, we're going to retire your number, he's like, what day? I just, you know, <laughs> what took mark you off so that long? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> mark off that whole month and I'll be there. Uh, but yeah, because that's the whole thing. When you say 55, you when you say the Giants 55, everybody knows that. Yep. When you say the Giants 40, everybody knows that. Would you lean more towards 40 having more of an impact on all three world series titles than 55. Yes. Bigger impact. Uh, but I still think people love 55 more. Oh yeah. Like you, like, you know, there's a popularity part of it and then there's a value part of it. Um, so that, that would be, that would be my thought. Like, like Lincecum, like when somebody looks back at numbers from Lincecum in, uh, you know, in, in say 10 years, they're going to see 2007 and 2008 uh, as just like crazy good, 2009 crazy good. Then they're going to go like, what happened in 2010? And he did bounce back in 2011. 2011 mm-hmm. was a good season. Yeah. And then 12, 13, 14, it was just like so inconsistent. And they're going to look back and go, oh, like he must have gotten hurt or he must have had Tommy John or, you know, he must have something must have happened to him. And I don't know what's explainable or not, but they're going to go, oh, he must have just, you know, he must have been just a good player for a few years. They're not going to understand that he was the electric fan favorite of all fan favorites for that time, even when he was bad. Like that, that's the other thing is there were moments in 14 in 12, where it was like, do we need to give this guy a break? Because his (laughs) fastball is topping out at 88, right? Yeah. And the fan base was still like, it doesn't matter. We love him so much. You know, that that's not a big deal to us. Yeah. That, and that was me. Yeah. So. And, well, th- there's, <laughs> there's rare, rarely a player like that. Right. Like, yeah. As beloved as Buster Posey is like, I, I was pretty hard on him as a fan. Cause I'm just like, you know, I know that you had gotten hurt, but how do you go from 28 jacks to like eight jacks? Like we're like, what, and and some of it is just the catching catch, p- catching position is really hard. It oh, beat yeah. up his body, but you know there were moments where I was like, "We need a clutch hit." You are our best hitter. A medium deep fly ball is not going to do it here. You need to turn on <laughs> something and hit it over the fence. Like this is what you know. You're the best player on the team, and so I, there were moments where I was hard on him. You know, like like yeah. that. Uh, but ultimately, just just for what Timmy gave us down like what what a fighter you know that that guy just fights the smallest guy in the biggest heart you know all (laughs) of those things that you you make excuses for but lincecum was that for us i think well and he was that bridge i mean he he was the bonds to world series titles bridge uh and like you said 2010 was a little bit of a drop-off but then you got 2010 postseason series yeah which absolutely changed everything i mean that first game against the atlanta braves that set the entire tone for the 2010 postseason um the 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 one thing i always look at with bumgarner is the consistency from world series titles from 10 12 and then taking the team the team bus all the stadium workers and everybody and sticking them on his back <laughs> and then bringing them that world series title. Uh, that, that, that's a tough one. If, if you had to, if you, if you asked me between 55 and 40, who gets retired, uh, you know, of course, after 28, which one of those gets retired first, man, I, I know 55 came first, but 40 is 
all of those titles kind of rolled into one, the consistency. It's 40 and 28. When you look at those World Series titles, it's 40 and 28. That was the consistency yeah. altogether. Um, so, man, that that that's going to be a really, really tough choice because I don't know. I mean, you got Bonds retired. Um, I don't know if there's – if there's anybody between, you know, the, the Will Clark years and and the Buster Posey, Tim Lincecum, Madison Bumgarner years, if there's anybody even close to worthy <coughs> in there. So so there so there's still numbers available. Um yeah, I don't know, man. It, it th- those are some really tough decisions. I think I think when they happen. Uh, you're going to have probably a 99% approval rating when they do decide which numbers get retired. But, but of course, you know, if they announce 55, <clears throat> the fans are going to go 40s next. And yeah. If they announce 40, 55 is next. So it's, it's just going to kind of go down that line. I mean, I think it's Bumgarner's still active. Mm-hmm. He could, he could always come back, right? Like they mm-hmm. could always do something. Absolutely. And bring him back into the fold. For sure. Now, the interesting thing about Bumgarner is after he's done, does he just go off the grid completely? Right? Because we're like, ah. we're, we're like Linscomb. Where, where is he? Bumgarner just wants to be on his farm or whatever, right? Like, what is he going to do? Yeah. He's going to go home and <laughs> yell at the cows because he can't yell at the players anymore. So he's going <laughs> to go home and yell at the cows. When he throw, when he pitches hay and the cow just watches it, he's going to say, run, run after that, right? Because that's what he does to the players who watch their home. <clears throat> so, but, but yeah, I think I don't see him disappearing altogether. I see him coming to the ballpark. He kind of seems to – enjoy the spotlight a little bit more um he doesn't he he loves his post-game interviews he uh i i see him sticking around especially i mean the giants are gonna make the giants are trying to make tim lincecum a king of san francisco <laughs> come on back and yeah. he's, he's not having it but <laughs> i think they're also going to do the same with bumgarner they're going to try to make him a king and i think he'll he's gonna he's gonna enjoy that a little bit and he'll come back and hang out and do some things so yeah yeah, I think you're right. You know, other than that, like Clark, Bonds, Ilk, it's Posey, Bumgarner, Lincecum, and I think you got to draw the line. You know, because there, there is a, there is going to be folks who say, "What about Crawford?" Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, because Crawford was there for two of the World Series titles, and. Unless somehow, some way, the Giants win another one and Crawford's a, this big contributor, I don't see that. I think I think he's like right underneath it. But you never know because he, he's Bay Area guy, super fan favorite. I don't know that he was ever the draw that those other three guys were. He was a little bit more of like a, a secondary player, but also the the a glue guy in a sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think you I think you draw it with those three and then in 20 years then in, you you'll have Juan Soto as well. But but, but do you think <laughs> yeah. There you go. I like it. Slip that one in there. Right. <laughs> when uh, should we put up a we should put up in the corner of our our screen up here a, a Juan Soto clock countdown yeah, exactly. for the day he becomes a free agent. Um do you think Brandon Crawford not getting a number retired, but getting the wall of fame at, at Oracle. Do you see that as maybe a slap in the face? I, I don't know. I just think you got to draw that line. Like there's another line that you, yeah. you're going to draw too, which I think the giants have already drawn it um, with statues. Right. You know, yeah. and, and there's, you know, all these days that they have, Oh, the Matt Kane perfect game, Matt Kane perfect game day. You know, the, 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 there's, there, there is some prioritization going on there as well, because yeah, we haven't seen the Jonathan Sanchez, no hitter day. Right. <laughs> Talk about somebody who's disappeared. <laughs> so supposedly like he, he supposedly on, on Twitter and, 
fun guy and people have like all right that said that he's kind of around but it's just well, you know they've already... i'm gonna look him up right now before we go keep, keep going <laughs> but they've already drawn that line it is for the beloved players but then the statue and the number of retirement are that next level up right like who's gonna get a statue because it's been you know gaylord perry and marichelle and mays and cepeda and it's and, and and so who joins that list well you got to think that it's going to be Posey at the very least. And, uh, you know, bonds at that point too. So we'll, we'll see that like that, like that's an either, that's an even different prioritization is, is the statue. Yeah, exactly. I just looked up Jonathan Sanchez and I, I, uh, under our, our Twitter account, I added him as a follow. Um, he's tweeted three times since October 27th of 2020, but that's, right. <laughs> we're still going to follow him. Cause maybe we're going to follow back now. Hector Sanchez is a fantastic follow. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a great follow on, let, let me look him up here. Uh, nope. Can't find him. Did I get that right? Hector. Yeah. I think it's Hector. Sanchez, right? Yep. Yeah, former catcher of the Giants. He he's a fun follow because he does like to. Uh, I think it's with an S. That's probably why I screwed up. Anyways, we'll go back to that later. But anyways, he's a very fun follow. He will actually interact with the fans. He, oh, he does cool. a lot of. I think I had a little conversation with him a year or so ago, and I see some people who follow us and we follow them. They have conversations with him all the time. He loves former giants, all of his, uh, former teammates and, uh, all this stuff. He's super into it. Um, and I'm trying to think, was he 2012 or 2014 or was he after, I believe he was after 2014. You want, you're talking about Hector Sanchez's career with the giants. Yeah. 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 Cause I'm, I'm wondering if he might make a, a, a comeback, a, a, you know, to the ballpark for this 2012. <clears throat> so he was with but the I, giants. I he was with the Giants from 2011 all the way through 2015. So he was okay. a part of the team during two of those championship seasons. Yeah, and he's very active on Twitter, very active on, on social media. So I would love to see him come back this weekend because he's he was such a fun fun part of the team. I used to call him Hector the Deflector. <laughs> it's cheesy and it rhymes. <laughs> uh, okay, so quickly, before we get out of here, give me your, I guess, predictions. You used to do predictions back when the Giants were playing a lot better than they currently are I, now. But I was never good at them. <laughs> but I did them. <laughs> so tonight, after as we're All recording, right. we're about 30 minutes from first pitch. You have Wood... And Wood against Snell. Mm -hmm. And then tomorrow, same time, it is Cobb against Musgrove. And then Wednesday is a day game, Junis against Manea. From a pitching standpoint, uh, I think all those matchups are are good for the Giants. Like they're they're yeah. they're gonna compete with their with their pitchers. Uh, you know, Musgrove is 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 a hair better than Cobb, but Cobb fares very well in uh, a lot of the FIP kind of stats as well. So he, he's probably pitched a lot better than his stats actually show for him. So in order for the Giants to compete against these Padres, I think it's really going to come down to the hitting because, you know, you cannot, the, the, these this team cannot go, okay, you know, we're going to get two runs and the pitching is going to hold up and, and, and only give up one. That's just not the way that it works right now. I'm right. not saying that they're going to give up 10 runs, but you know, when your ACE throws one and then you got to use four relievers, there's a halfway decent chance that one of those relievers may not be on his, on his best day. And so you can't just expect the, the pitching staff to just, you know, save the offense. I really do think the offense needs to come alive. Does that mean because, Longoria and Crawford and and Peterson those guys are back does that mean that the offense is going to be better I think it should but I don't I don't know if it's going to take them a little while to kind of get into the swing of things like you know Longoria still like even though he hasn't had a memorable season I, th I think he leads the Giants in uh home runs per at bats this year mm -hmm. uh Yastrzemski 
had a had a really good game yesterday. I still think that something's going on with that head tilt when he misses fastballs. But, uh, you know, it, it would be a good time for this offense to come alive a bit because the Padres, like like we said, they're six and a half games ahead of the Giants, and they're they're trying to figure some things out with all of these new players. It may be a good time to actually face the Padres, or like you said, maybe they're just going to take it out on us from getting beat up by the Dodgers. But how do you see this series go? Yeah, th- this this is a this is a tough one. So Musgrove has actually had a couple of rough starts lately. Um, he signed that big deal. What was a three year extension, four year extension, uh, and then he took a dump on the mound, like two back to back starts. Um, I think the Giants can take two out of three from the Padres, uh, but you know in San Diego weird stuff always happens, especially day games. So I'm a little more worried about that Wednesday game than I am about tonight or Tuesday night. So I think there's a very good chance the Giants win tonight, win tomorrow night, and then Wednesday something just bizarre happens. Um, and, And going back to, like you said, the relievers, you throw out five relievers out there. Please, Major League Baseball, get rid of the three <laughs> batter minimum. I, I'm so, so tired of that. It takes so much strategy out of the game of baseball um, because you're going to get a bad matchup. And and, and they, they keep saying, well, it, you know, it, it's great because it it shortens the time of the game. But it doesn't if you're forcing a guy who doesn't have it to face three batters who might walk all three batters yeah. or walk two and then give up a triple and then you've just extended the game. So anyways, get rid of that rule. I hate it. Uh, so they take two out of three from San Diego. Then they come, they, they got an off day Thursday, uh, come home to face Pittsburgh for three. Uh, that's another two out of three. Well, and you got, so, you got to take two yeah. out of three when you have your two best pitchers going in those first two it, games. Exactly. So you, you know what that, all that considered, let's go with a sweep over the Pirates. The Giants, this is where the Giants start to turn it around. This is what the Giants do. Late August, mid to late August, they start to kind of flip the switch. They give you that hope. September pitching for the Giants has always been a strong point um, the last few years. So let, let, let's go 5-1 and one this week. Bold prediction, 5-1 and one this week. Now I don't want to make anybody excited. But if the Giants did go 5 and 1 this week, they yeah. would be 58 and 56. Um and go. that would be a massive improvement over what we've seen the last uh week, week and a half. You know what's also interesting is um the comments that Zadie made about, you know, we we had a few a few bad weeks here and you know, we could have a few good weeks. Uh, if you really look back at at the win loss, like they had a good opening month, and they've been either average or under average since then. So, yeah. you know, th- this would be the time to pick it up because, like I said, it you know the, the Giants as a as a team are twenty three and thirty two against teams better. Than 500. Now the the Padres aren't that much better than them. The Padres are are also a little bit of paper champions here against the good teams, but Dodgers 24 and 14, Mets 31 and 22, um, Yankees 40 and 29. So the real juggernauts are the teams who are you know playing good baseball against good teams. Giants are not that this year. So when you play against these doormat teams. You, th- this is the time, right? Let's get oh, through yeah. the Padres, and then we just gotta play our best baseball of the season against some of these bad teams and get back in this race. And 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 the Giants last year, I mean, they really beat up on the National League West, and even the year before, they they kind of took it to the National League West. Not this um, year. No, not this year. So this is the time you got to show if you're gonna hang in the National League West, you've got to beat those National League West teams and they've got the Padres what you know six times in the next uh, four weeks here so yep it's time it's time we need to punish them for giving away all their prospects for Juan Soto <laughs> yeah, exactly our guy Juan Soto I was, ta- I was talking to one of my kids and he was like I was telling him like I, I want to see them sign him I-, I-, I, w- I would have loved to see them trade him but you're trading for two and a half years of Juan Soto knowing that he's going to be a free agent and he's like, well, what's the comparison to like historically? 
And I was like, Bonds. <laughs> like that's how they got Barry Bonds. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah. And that's why nobody traded for Barry Bonds, because yeah. he was gonna be a free agent. Um, and you know, he wanted to come home. And and you know, again, I, I was oh god. 20 years old when all that happens. Yeah. I, I wish I could see a little more in depth in, uh, and there's gotta be a great book or, or some article somewhere. That's a little more in depth of how that all played out in the negotiation and teams that were, um, are, were his suitors. But, uh, I, I would love to, to know more about that situation, but, but yeah, that, that's kind of what we're facing with Juan Soto. Um, and we did a little bit with Bryce Harper too. And we got that taste of, Oh my gosh, he's coming here. He's coming here. Uh, and then, and then he took the hair and the beard to Philadelphia. <laughs> there are a couple, there are some fans who are like, you know what giants, you can fix this. You can fix all of this next year. Just yeah. sign Trey Turner and Aaron Judge. Then, then we'll. Oh, there you go. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, that'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're done here. Hopefully, we'll see some good baseball this week. Um, they got to. It's, it's put up or shut up time. And, and if it yeah. is shut up time for them, then, then we know. Then, then you just sort of move on after these couple weeks and, and you kind of, you know, figure you, you kind of bring up the guys like we were talking about. So, um, all right. So for Brad, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace.